Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 19 of Rebels, titled Double Agent Droid. But first, we have a couple of quick announcements. William, why don't you tell us all about those? Sure. So if you haven't seen it, uh, I highly recommend checking out the trailer for Twin Sons. That's next week's episode, and it's going to be a big one. This is the ultimate, the final showdown between Maul and old Ben Kenobi. And I have a feeling it's going to be a good episode. So uh, if you haven't already, check out that trailer. We also have a trailer for the season finale of Zero Hour. This is um, this one was not officially posted, but uh, Jonah Marie, uh, a.k.a. Blue Jay Guys on Twitter, found this trailer. I think she saw it on her TV or something, but they haven't posted it anywhere. And... Uh, that one's pretty cool, too. So I highly recommend checking out both of those trailers. And as you'll see in the, uh, the, the, the trailer, apparently we were wrong. Sabine will be back in the season finale and with Mandalorians by her side. And we're also going to get General Jan Dodonna, as we saw in the last Ep- Rebels episode. Um, but you know, even though he didn't have a, a speaking role, it sounds like he'll have a bigger part in this one. So really excited. Um, I cannot wait to review these episodes. How about you guys? It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Orsa, Misa back. Sorry. Um, hey, Tom. <laughs> uh, Hi. You're back from hanging out with Jar Jar. Orsa. Oh, God, man. He was a lot of fun to deal with yesterday. Anyway, I'm back. Orsa, though. Orsa. Oh, Misa, Misa got some Wop Rats so I can have Thappy Pets. Anyway, so. <sighs> It's good to be back, though. I'm very happy to, to be reviewing tonight's episode with you guys. Shall I uh, take care of the rundown and let's get started? Please. Cool. Tonight, we're going to be doing Rebels Season 3, Episode 19, Double Agent Droid. This was written by Brent Friedman and directed by Stuart Lee. The synopsis has it as, Chopper and AP-5 team up to infiltrate an Imperial station to steal needed codes, but an Imperial specialist turns the droid against the crew to cause chaos. You know, the synopsis, they're leaving out one important member, and that was Wedge. Yeah. I don't know if he was that important. I know he wasn't fair. that important. No, I I agree. But, you know, Wedge did leave Phoenix Squadron to help accompany Chopper and AP-5 to get these codes because somebody needed to pilot that shuttle. Yeah, and you know, I, I liked having Wedge here playing like the, the, the straight man alongside AP-5 and Chopper. The whole time he's just rolling his eyes and like he 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 he's kind of like the proxy for the audience i think mm-hmm. in, in this episode where he's like you guys stop fighting stop bickering right constantly rolling his eyes constantly um you know you just can't believe he has to put up with these two droids uh and and, and so you kind of you kind of feel for wedge and at times when when they go a little bit overboard he's the guy that kind of helps root the show and um let you know that yes you know everyone knows just how insane these droids are <laughs> well, <laughs> you know 
you do have to feel sorry for him because AP5 even scolds him for taking his helmet off in flight. Okay, I mean, the, excuse me, he's not an Imperial pilot, but, you know, come on. AP, you got to give the guy a break. Mm-hmm. He's in a I, shuttle. I, I kind of like it though, because like, it, it is nice. We see their helmets off a lot. And um, it's, so it, it was kind of nice how they acknowledge the fact that, yeah, that's not what an Imperial pilot would do, but they take the, their helmets off in the in the cockpit so we can actually see who's who. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's more comfortable as well. Um, but so, yeah, I, I thought that was that was a nice touch. And just the, the whole dynamic. I mean, even right as the episode begins, we have um, Zeb saying, well, let's hope your co-pilots aren't more trouble in the mission. And he immediately fist bumps Ezra. Like you know, he, he, you know, he he knows that this this mission's gonna be a disaster, basically, uh, and and he's just waiting for it to for it to happen. So, uh, I thought the whole the whole thing was 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 pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the whole dynamic. What was very funny with the dynamic was AP five and Chopper bickering endlessly, and the thing that got me was the the you know the anything you can do I can do better thing. Where it's like no you can't yes I can, just. You have to feel sorry for Wedge because it seemed like, yes, we cut away for a while, but that was that was so long for that gag. He was probably ready to just kill a droid. Yeah, I, it was a I little I, much. I, I, w- I was mixed on that one. I feel like um, I feel like it went on a little bit too long, and it was it was one of those very obvious references to Annie mm-hmm. Get Your Gun, or you know, sometimes the show does more subtle references to other works, and sometimes they're more obvious, and that was one of the more obvious ones, and it. It went on a really long time. Um, that being said, it, it it went on so long that it it was almost it almost started to get funny how long it mm-hmm. went on. Like it even went on past the credits, you know, or past the credits, past the the um the the main titles where yes, you know, you get the Star Wars main logo, you see this, you know, some exterior shots of the ship, and they're they're still bickering by the time the show comes back from the you know effectively the commercial break. By the um, way. Speaking of which, um, uh-huh. I don't want to cut you off, but did they air this episode without commercial breaks? Because I don't know why when I was watching it and I was not hitting the fast forward button, I got no commercial breaks when I watched it on my uh, TV. Were you None. on Disney X? You, you watched it on cable? I watched it. It was directly from DirecTV. That's I didn't watch it on the XD app. I watch I, it. I don't watch it uh, on TV, so I don't see. I've never yeah, seen any commercials. Okay. Then, either, then somehow, somehow I must have got lucky. Because as soon because that was that was the thing that probably for me as you said it was after the uh, the main logo and then the commercials they continued the Annie get your gun well the no you can't thing because it went so quick for me it was just like oh really hmm so interesting kind of cool though so thank you Directv yeah um yeah but again you know it just poor poor wedge he yeah that's that's when he realizes that he even says now i know why i got this mission nobody else wanted it right mm-hmm. so that sounds about right well that that was a good reason for the fist bump yeah exactly exactly so one of the things i liked most about this episode was actually the whole concept of the um uh of the 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 listenerships and and mm-hmm. this new base right so they the shuttle A36VS carrying Wedge, uh, Chopper, and AP5 goes to the Imperial ISB base, Killen 71, uh, to deliver, quote-unquote, service droids. Um, 
I gotta ask, do you think Killin seventy one is a reference to Killian Plunkett? I would I I have a feeling that's like a reference to, to Killian. Possible? Uh, yeah, I know it's possible. Yeah. Uh again, just purely pure speculation at this point, but um uh I think so. But anyway, um it's interesting. The according to the episode guide, Killin seventy one is a moon displaying a green appearance from space due to its omnipresent layer of mist in its atmosphere. Uh, its terrain consists of jagged masses that make colonization difficult. Through the Imperial Secur- though the Imperial Security Bureau has m- established a base, Killen Station, on one of its rocky protrusions. Mm-hmm. Um, and this base houses all sorts of sensitive data. So they have very, very tight security, um, including a TSA-style checkpoint. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and like the, the stormtroopers were paying attention at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So originally, this was actually this was going to be um, a revisit of the Rishi outpost, uh, at, which we saw in season one of the Clone Wars. But they ended up making it a whole new planet, mm-hmm. uh, Killen Seventy One or Killen Station, instead. Um, but uh, so yeah, I mean, I think right away AP Five and Chopper get to go through TSA. Um, I did like the TSA pre-check, or not pre-check, but TSA line, security line. They kind of had pre-check, though. They, 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 there, was no, there were no lines. Right? No, that's true. Uh, they, uh, they walked right through, and, which was nice. So here's a question I have in this respect. He was delivering the droids. Was he delivering the droids to drop them off, or was he delivering the droids to deliver a message, then get back on the shuttle and leave? Now, we know what the mission was supposed to be, but if that's his cover... To me, when he says deliver the droids, he's basically just dropping them off and leaving. Because as I would have assumed so, but maybe yeah. they didn't notice that they were leaving. Eh, good point. I don't know. You're right. I didn't even pick up on that during the episode. It's a little weird that the uh, <laughs> delivery got canceled. Yeah, and they just got back on the shuttle and left. Yeah. I mean, Wedge basically spends the entire episode on the shuttle, or at least half the episode, first half of the episode. I was surprised by the fact that he wasn't really in the first half until until they leave killing station um yeah he was just kind of sitting there yeah he was he was he was there in the ride there and then um and then that's about it and he just he just kind of hung out in the ship and i kind of would have liked to have seen more of uh of of wedge i don't know, I, I i like him a lot and we we get we did get uh, some 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 big moments later in the episode but mm-hmm. It was kind of too bad that it was it was just AP five and Chopper because really aside from this this I think the second episode we've gotten Wedge mm-hmm. yeah I believe so because the first one was his recruitment episode exactly yeah now how did you guys like seeing Chopper chase a mouse droid through the uh, battle station and kind of like kicking it as he was going <laughs> that was you a know, nice touch that's one yeah. of those little moments that uh, that the show does that. If you're not paying close attention, you won't you won't notice. But it, I just love seeing Chopper like chasing this mouse droid, and he mm. like runs right up and like basically bumps him or kicks him, the kicks the droid, causing it to to scurry away. Um, and and it plays to Chopper because that is something that this droid probably would do. Yeah. Oh, oh totally. And yeah. it's 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 like a cat playing with a mouse, right? He's playing yep. cat and mouse basically. Yep. Cat and mouse. Um, which is a reference to Clone Wars episode. Um, yep. Well, also Greg Greg always said. That when he came to development of Chopper, Chopper was the cat, whereas you've got R2 as the dog. So it, it plays with that whole theme of Chopper would be kicking a mouse droid. So 
one of the things I really, really loved, though, was the whole concept of the Imperial listenership, this IGV-55 surveillance vessel. Um, I like the idea that there is these ships floating out in space that are listening for all sorts of surveillance and intel and really anything they can find about the rebels uh, in the galaxy. It's just such a cool concept to me. I think what made it even cooler was when you first saw it, you got to hear almost like the um, the uh, submarine sound effect. And it had that feel of something like a submarine underwater actually off the coast of somewhere picking up uh, uh, signals. So that played very well. Yeah. I also liked the design of it, too. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, totally. Like, it looked really cool. It's kind of menacing, imposing, a little bit, um, you know, almost like a... Well, it was like the Imperial... Not quite uh, a creepy vibe, but it's a, it's a very much a, an intimidating vibe. Um, yeah, the inside. Cause, yeah. Cause it, was, and I, it had the red lights and all that. Yeah, and even the, the design of well, the, the listeners, as they're called. Steven? I was going to say, the crew of the ship I thought were really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A number of different kind of cyborgs and Lobot-esque type people, whatever mm-hmm. the official name for them is. Uh, yeah, they were uh, uh, Imperial technicians or the uh, Imperial controller. Um, te- the, the controller, the, the Imperial controller was, uh, I think his, na- his designation is LT319. Uh, he, they all look a lot like Lobot, but his design in particular is based on two things. Uh, so the, the ship itself and all the uh, listeners are uh, uh, a reference to THX1138. Uh, actually oh very nice yeah and like the fact the way the way their 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 visors like reflected the ship around them and stuff was really cool that was the one thing also that's cool about ap5 that brought up the last time he came on is they really played with the reflections a lot in this episode with the glasses on the uh the listener characters and ap5 yeah exactly yeah it's it's nice to see that that we saw the same thing with clone wars the animation and the detail got better as the show went on. And this is doing the exact same thing, following the exact, exact same thing. Oh, I totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. But yeah. uh, the, the the really cool thing, the, the, the Imperial controller himself, not only was it like a THX reference, but uh, the, the controller um, was designed to resemble Pablo Hidalgo himself. Oh, that's uh, kind of fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, which we, he, I could definitely see that, right? He's got like a, it's, it's like it's like if Pablo Hidalgo were also a Lobot. Um, okay, so what no do you wonder mean he, if? Uh, yeah, if. But I was going to say, no wonder <laughs> he wasn't in the latest Rebels Recon. He was missing. Yeah, it was Chopper. Exactly, exactly, yeah. I got uh, it. He, he Actually, apparently, uh, Pablo even provided the temp voice uh, for the character. Although, uh, in the final cut, he was replaced with Josh Gad. Um, who, I thought did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he struck the, a nice balance other... between the kind of like. Sorry, go ahead. You know, I I actually completely agree. He did have a nice balance between. Like, yeah, he did. Um, the robot and the human. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is is fascinating because the the listeners do give up their autonomy to plug into the Imperial network, much like Sibo in season one. So it's nice that they're bring, picking up these threads from, you know way back at the beginning of the show if you if you remember Sibo mm-hmm. who who was a very very similar type of thing uh the other two listeners imperial technicians 1 and 2 uh were uh played by Vanessa Marshall and Steven Stanton uh Steven Stanton is like the voice of rebels i feel like at this point he plays He's everyone everywhere. 
uh he's he's ap5 he's uh he's um obi-wan old ben kenobi he's um uh yeah he's this imperial technician and he's tarkin he's he's everything but Mm -hmm. in this case he plays listener three nine Mm -hmm. uh vanessa marshall so steven sandon i i can't always tell that's him vanessa marshall as soon as the imperial technician opened her mouth her her mouth i knew it was vanessa it sounded exactly like Hera. Mm-hmm. Or is it just me? I actually didn't notice it. I, feel I, I really, I, I didn't because she has the distinctive voice. If I'd thought about it, I'm sure I would have noticed it. But oh, okay. I didn't notice it. Yeah. Well, actually, that that's good to know. Then um, I just thought it was too obvious, but may, maybe not. Yeah. Now, when you're talking about obvious, didn't I not point out at one point during this this season that Chopper that paint job? is something to where it's got to be on file. It's going to get caught because it's always the same paint job when he goes to the Imperials. And what yeah, happens there here? Are lots of droids. There's lots like, of there's droids, only, but there's only so many colors and I'm sure there's thousands upon thousands of droids. I, I'm not surprised Im- he got caught. Right. Uh, Cause I'm sure every droid has, you know, a unique ID number or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think the color is what, what caught him. Well, I, I yeah. figured that one of these days, one of these days, he was going to get caught, and this is where the Imperial controller got him. Well, and, and I love that it, it wasn't just the, the color, right? Um, we, we've talked in the past about how the Rebels are constantly doing stuff, and, and they don't, they kind of manage to, they manage to sneak in all the time. And mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, Ezra even acknowledged this, saying that the Empire is just growing so fast that they just, they can't keep track of who's who anymore right right the yeah. the the empire doesn't really know that um uh what what ezra looks like and and then that's that's why he's able to, to to do all this stuff in this episode though i really appreciated the fact that the imperial controller was able to pull up archival footage of chopper and ap5 arriving mm-hmm. on killian 71 and or the footage of them arriving and compare that to the archival footage from from the past and he's he starts looking at it and going, oh wait, wait, this is a an, a unique model, very out of date. Clearly, that must be the droid infiltrator that Thrawn has warned everybody about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and so it was really refreshing to kind of see just how smart the rebels are, you know, and, and start to to put things together. Mm-hmm. Which you mean the Imperials? Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah just. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah. I met the Imperials, not the Rebels. Yeah, um, but it it would definitely make sense in this case because if they're listening to all that that signal going through the galaxy, that putting two and two together for them would be much easier than let's say a stormtrooper or maybe a Governor Price, because they've got all the data they can pull, like he did in this case, all that archival footage, and say, wait a minute. Right. Right. Yeah. And it was something fairly simple too. Right. He just looks at it. And he's like, oh wait, I I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand, and so I, I like that. The one yep. one question for you though is: Was he um, was the Imperial controller right to wait to inform the ISB? No. Oh God, no, no. Oh, sorry, I forgot to say my favorite part about the Imperial controller. He oh, read Thrawn. He read Thrawn's memo. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Who reads a memo? <laughs> oh. I was like. This this is how I know this man is a robot. He read the memo. <laughs> okay, but did the memo state when found an Imperial infiltrator, please notify ISB immediately? 
I mean, if it, if it did, it should have. Yeah, it should have because William asked the great question. So I said no. I said he should have told him immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. had he, I think that things would have turned out very differently. Yeah, but then again, the story would have been over. Well, True. no, wait a minute. No, no, but then again, then again, it could have gone in a different direction, but we'll not discuss that because we're talking about this part. So, yeah, I, I just, I don't think it was the, it was not the wisest move um, in, in this case. And I think that's one of his, this, this Imperial controller's only mistakes. And I think that's, that is a common flaw with a lot of the, the Empire and the bad guys. They, they always want to wait to, uh, to inform their superiors until they have, you know, until, until they have something to report. Well, I, I, I so. was almost going to say he, he picked the wrong cup. A reference to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. He chose, he chose wrong. He did. He did. Yeah. Oh yeah. He chose poorly. Now, uh, uh-huh. I, I, I gotta say this: when it comes to AP five, I think in this case, this is where he shined. Is when he was walking through the Imperial corridors, and he just marveling at how it's just so plain and simple, and just structured and organized. And you kind of feel sorry for him that he's with the rebels because they're just so unorganized. I and thought this that was is a great so touch. organized. Yes, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I really think, pulled out great character on that on that droid. Yeah, I I do think I felt like AP Five almost talked a little bit too much in this episode, uh, mostly because he's by himself, and mm-hmm. I mean he's with Chopper, so he kind of has to do all of the exposition himself. Yeah, but um. I don't know. I, I kind of would have loved, liked to have had a bit more show uh, than than tell, mm-hmm. um, but that, that's a common. It's it's a tough episode when you're dealing with droids like this because there's just right. there's only so much you can do with you know the dialogue. And I thought they did a one of the things they did in this episode that I thought they did very well was they, you know, sometimes they'll try and explain what Chopper like you know the the beep boop droid is saying. I mm-hmm. liked that they didn't spend a lot of time on that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, in fact, it's almost getting easier to understand what Chopper is saying. Yeah. You they've know, yeah, the they've nailed that, that style of writing where it's like, okay, I, I, underst- I fully understand what it is this character is communicating to me. Right. Yeah. So I, I thought they did, a, they did a very good job uh, yeah. with that one. Um, it, it was kind of surprising. We, we get a bit more commentary on droids as well in this episode ap5 runs into a, another imperial inventory droid pc7 and she is like not very bright at all she's assigned to the level and ap5 immediately tells her that she's been reassigned and she's just like okay, okay I'll, I'll head over to the carbon platform and just leaves mm-hmm. um which is i mean i mean, I, I don't know that's it's a good there's something there about how how did AP five become so intelligent? Is is it because because he's been with the rebels for so long? Um, I feel well, like maybe some, some of the choppers is... rubbing off on him a little bit. Uh, he had that mm-hmm. personality though when he first joined. But I feel he like did. some of that mm-hmm. is as well as you know no you don't question droids, mm-hmm. and like we saw that with the rebels as well. Like Chopper was very obviously acting different, but no one really questioned him or you know seemed to. Uh, like suspect that anything was wrong until it was way too late. Well, mm-hmm. the first person to suspect something was wrong was AP5. 
But it's funny well, how other AP five does, but that's because yeah. he's much smarter than everyone else. Well, that's yeah. true. But you gotta feel. I mean, you get, you find it interesting how they quickly they were able to turn Chopper into a double agent just by poking into that uh, that data port and just hijack him as quickly as they did. I was not expecting. I mean, I know it's called double agent droid, but I just assumed that. I don't know, there would be some other double agent than, like, Chopper being physically taken over. But I think in this um, case, it made it made total sense. Because yeah, it, I, it, was, it was the least expected, but I kind of think to a certain extent, his mannerism should have been a bigger tip-off to the crew than just AP5. Exactly. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. And, and if I have one, like, critique about this, how this went down, it's, uh, I feel like the way he was hacked was too visible right and i get it's a tv show mm-hmm. right? um but they, as someone who works in computers like you, you don't hack something by jolting it with bol- volts of you know electricity that, that arc all over the surface of the so of uh, I'm, gonna g- I'm gonna take this to the very end as well because this was my okay. biggest issue with the episode i was i was good with it up until the moment at the very end where Harry's like we'll give them a taste of their own medicine I'm like oh they're gonna like try and hijack you know the listenership with chopper that makes sense mm-hmm. he's got a connection to them but for some reason they like overload chopper with electricity which causes the entire listening ship to explode okay and i was okay, like but i that that was a little not too a thing. far for me that's yeah. not a, like that's Nowhere in computers does this ever happen. Like, ah. Okay. Like, oh, okay. guys, I'm having internet trouble. Oh, no, it's exploding. No. Okay. It doesn't. Okay. I, I will defend this. It's the suspension of disbelief. Okay. But my point she is, sent... it broke my suspension of disbelief. Okay. But she spent, spent, sorry, sent like double or triple or quadruple the amount of signal back. And you could probably say when she sent it because didn't they say the reactor core got yeah, but compromised? This is like, this Maybe is like there was much... a virus in there. Tom, Maybe Chopper... Tom, hey, look, I'm, tr- I'm trying to help here. I, 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 I'm I, not uh, the computer trying... guy. They're, they're I... basically sending too much data. They just would have had like slow network issues or something like it, the, <laughs> but maybe they would have been like imperial got, network oh, can't, I can't slowness. download the data anymore i'm getting hit by a ddos attack right <laughs> okay uh, i'm not yeah. a computer guy a maybe... ddos attack doesn't cause your ship to explode okay look you you guys you guys know my job i sit here and look I... at books all day i'm bored okay okay, okay. hang on tom for this is actually william will appreciate this mm, for the like ahead. i don't know how many technical listeners we have this was what caused the big S3 outage like a week ago. This this okay. was it. Someone hacked Amazon and sent a signal and it blew up the data center. <laughs> it caused an outage. Okay. Oh. I will I will, anyway, this, I will leave this to the computer experts. Now maybe maybe if they if they sent a um if they if they managed to hack the listenership and then overload the power cores, right? By like maybe turning off the safeties or something on the on on the on on the uh, in the ship, such that you know the the reactor overheats and then causes the ship to explode. Mm-hmm. I could buy that. I, I wouldn't buy that. Did. I'd buy it more than this, though. No, no, they just sent a signal and apparently blew everything up. Well, like you know, if you turned off the safeties, at, you know, like for example, if you, you turn off the safeties at like a, a nuclear reactor plant, right? You'd have some issues. Um. I, I, if they turned off the safeties here, right? I I, I think that would also make sense. Um, the problem is they didn't turn off the safeties; they just 
they sent too much data down the pipe, which okay. instead of like clogging the pipe, would have um, you know. Anyway, I'm okay. trying to think of a good example for our non technical no, listeners, but just 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 from my okay. point of view, okay, from my point of view, you have to give it to Hera. She wanted her droid back. What's the best way to do oh, it? Oh, why not? Blow up the ship. And she was, ended up. I am she ended all up, for that. Yeah. Because she she said flat out, hey, Slimo, nobody messes with my droid. <laughs> Which I, I, I liked how we have Slimo back. Yeah. Uh, as well. It's been a while. It's been so, a while, Slimo. And, and it's also been a while since we've actually seen Hera get this upset and actually, you know, basically fight for her droid and you kind of felt sorry for her for a second there that you were going to lose chopper now you guys are the computer experts and maybe somebody from the droid builders would be how could he ever come back from that sort of a jolt and not have his real personality fried but he came back i would say almost uh, better than uh, ever because at the same the time he kicked both knees they he sent the so much power and ap5 they sent so they spent they sent so much power through chopper that they managed to blow up the listenership but chopper was just fine. totally fine of course again Why? suspension of disbelief <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay i know you're right tom you're right i just <laughs> yeah no no i'm with you william don't worry oh well I'm back. I know it's a, it's a minor thing overall, and like I I can ignore it. It was just I just had to laugh. Um, something I uh I I did like was uh you know so uh the the droids quickly returned to the ship. It was actually surprising just how easy it was for AP five to grab this data, right? He, he, mm-hmm. he walks right in, grabs the, uh, the codes, which by the way, I don't think we ever specified are the, uh, the codes to the Lothal, uh, system. Although judging, uh, how this episode ends, I, I have a feeling that may not be happening or sorry, by the next two episodes, what we know, mm-hmm. the trailer and such. Yeah. yeah. Something tells me the attack on Lothal might fail. Um, but they, they grab the, uh, the codes and, and, and basically walk right out. AP five meets up with chopper and starts bragging mm-hmm. about his success and chopper does not respond to him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like, which you is said, unchopper like, uh, yes. And like Tommy said, that starts to, to put up the red flags and there's a lot mm-hmm. more red flags later on in the episode as well. In fact, um, I, I liked how at one point Zeb says, that's not, um, that's not uh, I'm trying to look for the exact quote. Something like, that's not weird. That's creepy. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he basically acknowledges just how wrong, uh, what, what, how Zeb is, uh, uh, sorry, how Chopper is acting is. Do you know what would have been, this would have been the tip off for me, the total tip off. If a droid brings me a drink, okay, that I did not ask for, I would literally say there's something wrong. As a okay. side note, I just want to say I really like the touch that the droid brought uh, him a drink because it knew it would make him go to the bathroom and that he'd have to leave for a couple minutes. Like that, I didn't connect it until after. It's like that's why they went to the interesting. Bathroom. Then yeah. I never connected like, that. He could he could separate Wedge from AP five by making Wedge go to the bathroom, and then AP five is going to follow him, and of course that's going to creep him out. Well, like, okay, now wait a minute. Okay, in this which, case, in this case, it wasn't Chopper. It was. It was the Imperial controller because the Imperial controller. Well, yes, now, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, and then on top of that, what I, I'm sorry to interrupt William, but I thought was really cool is the Imperial controller kept saying their chances of success 
to where if they did this, it was a 31% chance that the rebels would use the code to in infiltrate the Lothal system. But he came back saying, but there's an 82% chance that if we let these droids go with, you know, with Wedge, technically didn't know it was Wedge, mm -hmm. that there was an 82% chance that we could find the rebel base. And he's like, looking at the percentages, he went with a higher percentage. Of course. I know I switched everything on this. Yeah, it was all math. And I hate math. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I had to I had to get back from the drink into the math thing because that that I thought when it came in the Imperial controller was fascinating, along with him taking control of Chopper and giving Wedge a drink so he can go use the restroom later. Right now, okay, so I I want to I want to uh, dive into that a bit more because he wouldn't he wasn't using the restroom. He used the, ref the refresher, refresher, which I think is the first time we've ever heard that 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 word used in um in the movies or a television show can, can uh, I also it, say it was in star wars books and for a long long time yeah. but there was a there was a while there where i feel like and we talked about this in our review of aftermath as well but there was a, a, a long time where they kind of tried to get away from these uh these terms like refresher and, and try to go with more real world mm -hmm. terms in like, many ways yeah um yeah, that I think it popped up for me. I can't remember what it was, but when I was reading Aftermath, there was something in there and I'm reading it just going, okay, this works, this works, this word didn't within mm -hmm. the, the uh, calf was the big thing. Are they still using calf? Because I do remember them saying hot, hot cocoa. Yeah. And in Aftermath, they actually had like brandy and uh, yeah. like uh, other stuff like that. Uh, real world you know, alcoholic drinks. Instead of Carillion um, Ale. Yeah, and it is this careful balance, right? Where you want to have something that sounds somewhat foreign. Um, mm -hmm. Like when you say, you know, brandy, it's like, okay, that, or hot chocolate. Like, that feels a little bit too well, realistic. But there's other times where you also don't want, like, transparent steel, which is, I like the word transparent steel, but, yeah. and you can kind of understand what it is, but you right. go too far, it just becomes like you're reading gibberish and it's inaccessible. Right. Uh, but I like that the refresher's back. That made me that made me excited. Um, although they went right right up to the edge with the scene, like yeah, they did. I, <laughs> you know, Wedge I... walks into the refresher. Stephen, sorry, go ahead. I think you're gonna say about what I was about to go into. He walks in into, into the refresher, and you hear yeah. even zipper sound effects. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to <laughs> say that. I did not want to say that. I'm happy you did, so I know I'm not crazy. I heard it. Oh no, yeah. there was yeah. a zip. And then there, yeah. there was a, okay. there was a zip down and there was a zip right back yep. up. Heard it. I heard it. For a moment, I wasn't sure if they were going to do the zip back up because then he turns around and starts talking. I'm like, oh, okay, this is Wedge is my favorite character, but this is a little much even for me. <laughs> okay, they went for the comedy guys. He's just letting it all hang out there, but um, oh, <laughs> yeah, but it, he's just hanging out with uh, AP five. Um, but yep. uh, <laughs> wow. But uh, no, it was like I was like, "Whoa!" And you get the quick zip back up again. It's like Wedge is like surprised, uh, which I think is our, this is our first uh, bathroom scene. You know, we've often wondered, do Star Wars characters go to the bathroom? And uh, now, now we know, we know Wedge yeah. does. <sighs> okay, so uh, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. So 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 they they arrive back on the ghost. No, hold you know, on, hold on. Oh, wait, sorry. Before you move on. Okay, sorry. I and best of all, Wedge is so annoyed that AP5 is interrupting in the refresher that he literally pushes him out of the room. 
uh, and out the door so he could finish his business. And he's saying multiple times that he just really has to go. Uh, and we even find out later in the episode, this is not the first time AP5 has walked in on someone. Uh, it's happened to Zeb before, too. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you like, AP5, boundaries. Very, yeah, boundaries. Very ma- major boundaries. Definitely needs boundaries. Um, so, yeah, it, it, that was a definitely a funny scene. We, uh, mm-hmm. I think we've had more, more scenes in the bathroom, in the refresher, sorry, um some refresher humor in there uh <laughs> s- since uh in the last what three episodes then all of star wars combined we had callus in through imperial eyes you know washing his face um after uh, uh after um, you know well, right at the beginning of the episode yep and, and then after he woke up in full armor and then in uh in this one we have you know the we have the refresher with the urinal which is not seen in a sink and all this other stuff too so um yeah uh i think we spent too much time talking about the refresher yeah, so, let's so, move on. so i think <laughs> let's I, I think please talk yeah, about something I, a little bit different you were talking yeah. about how they get I, back i was to, trying to get uh, back to they get back to the ghost and and wedge immediately guys says, this conversation is going down the drain so let's, let's move on <sighs> oh my god so we have spy games going on between Chopper and uh, AP5 that Wedge was saying that's all they were playing on the way back. What I found interesting, though, and, and this this does make sense, Chopper goes into the cockpit of the uh, uh, ghost, and Hera catches him plugged into the database. And she's like, you know, you're, you're digging through the hyperspace, uh, hyperspace log to update your database. And I like how she says, but you know I wipe your memory every time we do a jump. Now, if she wipes the memory, how does he keep his personality? No, I think he they wipe his his like, uh, where, they wipe his oh, the logs, where he is. right? They wipe yeah, Chopper's data. Yeah, Got it. okay. So it just just you know it's information security, right? They know that Chopper could be uh, well, that compromised. Totally makes sense. Yeah, and so they always wipe him. Now, what's interesting is like if if Hera's not on the mission like did wedge wipe him when they because they clearly left a tallin right or they left the ship mm. they fly to uh kill 71 do they wipe him there so so they well wouldn't, build a wouldn't she wouldn't she wipe him before she went on before he went on the mission because yeah when but then they he would left know the ghost, where they i thought well, they that would be the coordinates ghost, for the yeah. rendezvous yeah my take was that they they were on the ghost when they left yeah that, that's what that's my impression, true. too. They oh, are at the oh, rendezvous right, point, right, leaving with were. the shuttle. Okay, fair point. Yeah, so she would have wiped him at that point. Yeah. Okay, that, that's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I mean, you look um, at it this way. It's always, she's, she'd be wiping his memory every time he leaves on a mission. So whenever he leaves Lothal, probably right when they leave the planet and jump into hyperspace, that would make the better sense to wipe his memory of the coordinates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, but you get you gotta feel bad for AP five because he he's trying he he's like he keeps claiming that um the the chopper something weird is going on with chopper and nobody I mean nobody listens to him right which I find he's, fascinating yeah he, he he's he's talking to wedge and you know chopper is all of a sudden being super nice as as we said he's like apologizing to AP five and complimenting him and you think that would be stuff. 
very, very obvious. That would be a red flag, I think, even for Zeb. For, for Zeb yeah. putting up with everything. Zeb would be the first one to be like, that doesn't sound And it right. was. It was a red flag for Zeb once he found out what was going on. But, right. you know, it, it, Wedge it took just him refused too long. to lessen, l- listen to him at all, mm-hmm. um, which was, you know, interesting. I guess that's that's how lowly AP5's opinion is regarded by the, the But you see, the, the other thing is, when it comes to Chopper, you would think Hera would have at least taken it a little bit more seriously because that's her droid. And because yeah. of the way she reacted at the end of the episode, where she's like, come on, buddy, come back to me, you would think that if AP was saying there's something wrong, you I would think, think she'd be, a, yeah. Just well, I think that's why she went she looking for Chopper, right? Once right. once Zeb's like, that's just creepy. She she starts going and looking for Chopper, and she, that's when she finds him in the cockpit downloading this data, which, again, is, you know, kind of, kind of suspicious. Right. And she did um, say that she was going to do a diagnostic, correct? Uh, yeah, and and uh, that's I when so. that's yeah. when suddenly the the ghost, um, you know, drops out of. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I think that that's when the ghost suddenly drops out of hyperspace. Uh, you know, Chopper says he's in the he's in the engine room, so they go looking for him. And again, n- completely caught me by surprise. Chopper locks them inside the cargo cargo bay, disconnects from the attached Imperial shuttle, and mm-hmm. then opens up the airlock. Sucking them almost out into space. Right. It was pretty close. Well, it, it was close enough, but it had... Okay, if you are an Imperial controller guy who's basically controlling this droid, and you've got all these people who are now figuring out that something's wrong with, a, wrong with you, that you're inside of a droid, you'd want to get rid of them too. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Um the one thing I I feel like Hera needs to do a little bit of work on the ghost though because that emergency um sh- uh, the the emergency uh panel to to close the door was way too hard to access in emergency. Yep, <laughs> you basically had to hit this button which opens a panel which houses which pulls out this like arm with another control panel so you can hit a complicated set of buttons just to close the cargo bay doors, uh, which worked but Sounds right. just barely. So poor. Well, uh, poor planning on their part it it caused suspense true you have to look at it that way true true um but uh but that's that's when like evil chopper is like full-on uh at the at this point right he, he now that he thinks he's effectively eliminated the ghost crew he goes and tries to retrieve the stolen data from the cockpit by installing a data spike in the nava computer this is another cool, fun that's, one. That's something I think first showed up in KOTOR. Uh, maybe even West End Games. Oh, that's true. Uh, it was it that been. far? It might be that far back. It sounds like a term that would have been used that far back. I I didn't play many of the West End Games games, um, but I would not be surprised if that was if that was yeah, a, sure. a WG thing, uh, which was which was cool. Um, so that's that's some going way 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 back, um, and uh, so he he's using the spike, and he's it's almost he's like downloading the data. It's getting close, and and Hera realizes they have to. Hera realizes what's going on, right? She mm. she's now able to detect that he's he's trans you know downloading this data, so they send AP five outside on a spacewalk because he's the only one who can you know 
survive in in space uh to go uh, head up to this override circuit on the outside of the ship and stop him it seems a little dangerous to have an override circuit on the exterior of the ship um i feel like ah uh, but but probably. only if you know where it is yeah i guess and maybe yeah. that maybe that makes sense yeah you gotta look uh, at it that way only if you know where it is um but you know yeah but uh, if but he still, didn't, it, if he didn't get outside the ship it wouldn't have caused chopper or the the imperial guy to take over chopper and get outside and try and finally get rid of ap5 because have you ever thought you would see chopper come out with guns of blazing and his rocket going shooting I, at somebody i really liked that visual mm-hmm. i thought that was really really nicely done i think the real so chopper would have done it too oh without a doubt oh yeah. without no, a just doubt. like seeing him coming like with guns blazing like yep you know, in both in both arms, like crazy, crazy stuff. That's probably some of the creepiest choppers ever been. And they actually go like chopper slams right into AP five, knocking them off the ship and spinning them out into space. Mm-hmm. Um, the the one question I had here was why was the Imperial controller claiming success if only fifty percent of the data was downloaded? Uh, I thought it, the way I read it is they had gotten some data and thus were hoping that what they were looking for was actually there. Yeah, they could uh, sift see. through it. Because like, we probably like got 50%, something very important. Like, we just don't know what. Right. Yeah. And well, and we may never know what because uh, True. They, the, the ship was destroyed. And so no. I, I suspect they lost all of the data. Well, I would they, hope they lost, they lost more than that, data. by the way. I mean, they, they fully lost the ship. How are they going to go back to Thrawn saying, okay, well, we lost the data. Uh, along with the ship. So you think that's going to go over well? It's very true. No. I'm yeah. going to go with no. It's not going to go over well. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> not, not going to go over well. But here's here's an interesting thing. What did you guys think of AP5 calmly, happily, just floating through space? What did you think of that whole little sequence there? <sighs> well, you want, I'll let you start. <laughs> that Okay. It... Um, before we before we judge that, let, let's let's quickly. I want to okay. wrap up no, the, no the the chopper okay. part per, first. Okay. Um, the the last thing I enjoyed about uh was 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 Zeb basically shocking uh Chopper with his bow rifle and saying he's wanted to do that for a long time. And he oh, snickered. That's right. And he yeah, snickered. Yeah, that was yeah, great. And and he snickered. So like you know we know that Zeb doesn't always like Chopper. So I guess getting to shock him was was a good. A good thing. A nice feeling. Yeah, and they, they did stop the, the transfer just in time. They blew up the listenership and stopped all the data. So mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, it, it worked out in the long run, and we kind of had a happy ending, except for the fact that AP5 was missing. Mm-hmm. And that's when we cut to space. And okay. see, I AP5... I, really, I liked that moment where they're like, yeah, we did it, high five. Oh. Yeah. Uh, where uh, is We're he? missing somebody. Yeah, and turns out he was floating through space calm and happy um Mm -hmm. it was so you know having him float through space was 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 fine and all and then all of a sudden things get really weird really fast (laughs) uh ap5 just floating and all of a sudden like these 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 pink space creatures um called nebra which if you'll remember um they were the they were the uh the the nebra were originally created in the Clone Wars season one, they were seen in the season premiere, the series premiere ambush 
mm-hmm. but they were also created for the Shadow Malevolence arc in the Clone Wars. Um, we get the the return of the Nibre after a very very long time, and these pink pink you know baby Nibre are flying through space, and if you have kind of reaches out and touches them, and literally breaks into song. See, you know, it's easy to see. I fit perfectly in this wonderful, beautiful, simple like. It completely you know, took me by surprise. As crazy it as it is, about the last thing I expected for sure. But as crazy yeah. as it is, I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't either. I think I was just not expecting it. Right? It, and, it, and it, maybe, it took me by surprise. And maybe uh, that was the point of it, because when when the bright light showed up, okay, that could have been taken two ways. But it was taken yeah. by it was it was taken by the way the way AP five did it was like no they they found me I mean you take it as one oh no go away right. yeah I'm it's like so happy. it's like he was so happy but but you took but the the first way you could have taken it was okay he's loses battery power he's going toward the light he's gone okay it's over mm-hmm. done with he's happy he's in peace but you knew. That was not going to be the case, and it was the ghost, which had its cargo bay open and just sucks him right into here, slam in the back. Yeah. I mean, and just, I loved like you get the the clank as he hits yes. the back of the cargo bay, like such a great little moment there. Um, yeah, yeah. loved that little detail. It's hilarious. I, I laughed yeah. out loud when I when I I saw that, and so I don't know the the whole scene with him in space was completely unexpected. Um. I wasn't quite sure if I liked it at first, but like, I'm like, you know, what? I, I actually think I do like it. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, we, I guess, this is our first musical number in, uh, in in Rebels, uh, or or the Clone yeah. Wars and Star Wars animated TV. Um, uh, I'll say it. one of the things I liked is in uh, if you watch Rebels Recon, Stephen Stanton talking yes. about how you know, uh, you know, so uh, like you know, they showed me they do I was going to do this musical number. And then, uh, you know, I was, I recorded that last, you know, everyone else, you know, had finished the recording. Um, and then they just, they were all there like, oh no, no, it's, a, it's okay. We'll stick around and, you know, watch you record your last set of dialogue. So even the crew apparently really liked the, uh, uh whole idea. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was pretty great. I think Steven Stanton did a great job acting it and yeah. it was, it was definitely one of these very trippy, it felt, felt like a musical in many ways like where um you know all of a sudden he's in space floating through space like dancing with these space flying nebra right mm-hmm. um i think it worked oh, i it, think it worked yeah i i think it i i think if I it went longer yeah i think if it went longer then it probably would have been an issue but they kept it short they kept it sweet and then they had a great payoff at the end of it with a clank mm-hmm. so yeah. basically his singing career ended with a thud Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yep. Jeez, with a thud. Hey, it's better. It's better than being flushed. Oh, oh. Um. So uh, anyway, uh. So no, he 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 gets back. Uh. I think I think the reason why he liked being by himself in space was, and and, and actually, I think Pablo even mentions this on Rebels Recon. Uh, is that. AP5 likes to organize things and the rebels mm-hmm. just don't let him do that right he he tolerates them and knows that if he went back to the empire they would deactivate him but he's not happy he's not content and so he was almost willing to just kind of let his power run out in the middle of space which is a little sad 
You know. Well, I think Pablo also mentioned that if he was there doing that, he would have ran his pat ran his power out by cataloging all the stars. Yeah, exactly. and he would have been happy like exactly. that, and he would have been yeah. happier. So yep. you got to feel bad for the for the guy. Yep. Um, but right. uh, you know, he was he was rescued, and yep. everyone was happy to see him. And of course, except, except for Wedge, except who Wedge, basically swears off he... working with droids ever again. Well, would you blame him? He got kicked in the knee by Chopper. It's like you know what? I'm done from now on. <laughs> he's flying after solo. all the other stuff Fair he had point. to deal with, I'll, I'll yeah. allow it. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, 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 you know, like Hera said, you don't mess with her droids. Yep. It so. was, it was a great episode. I, I don't understand how, and you know, when you, you look at comments about it, I didn't feel like it was a filler episode. You know, I felt like it was, it was an episode that moved the story forward. If it was a filler episode, in my opinion, they would not have mentioned Thrawn at all. There was still a thread that kept the story going forward. There was still the thread of they needed something to get to their main battle at Lethal. If this was something like, let's say, we need to get um, fuel to power the fleet, that for me is a filler episode. Uh, see, I felt like this was a filler episode, but I thought it was more or less the right type of filler episode. I had my gripes with it. Like I, I feel well, like, you know, they. Some of the dialogue with uh, AP5 and Chopper, a lot of it was really good, and but some of it mm-hmm. could have been a little bit better, I think, or shorter. Um, but it, they also used it as an opportunity, to like, hey, let's do something weird, and that's, you know, I've to me the the pen, the ultimate filler episode is uh, the clip show, where it's ah, uh, we don't really have enough money to film an yep. entire episode. We'll show about. 70% clips with 30% new footage to help just kind of like wrap it. Bridget. And, yep. you know, yeah. I've, and I've seen those do, done decently as well, but I, I was okay with this epi- episode in general. Like it, it wasn't like an amazing episode. I'm probably not going to go back and watch it again, but like for the mm-hmm. half hour that I spent watching it, it was good. Yep. Yeah. I, I think yeah. Filoni and Dave Filoni and Brett Friedman both had uh, good quotes here. You know, Dave Filoni said basically that you kind of have to get weird in these types of episodes. And that's kind of what fans mm-hmm. expect. And, you know, he acknowledged that fans will call it them filler, but, you know, they're, they're a lot of fun. And and more specifically, Brent Friedman tweeted after the episode aired, uh, quote, to all the Rebels fans who are calling this episode filler, remember that the uh, that um, the cream is the best part of a Twinkie. So, um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Good one. Uh, Good comeback, Brent. I'll, I'll allow Good it. one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the episode for what it was. I really did. Yeah. Yep, Shall we get I, to the ratings? I think, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah, let's let's okay. let's rate this bad boy. Steven, go first. Okay, that works because I basically feel like I just said everything I'm about to say, so I'm just going to repeat it. Uh, overall, I okay. actually thought it was a decent episode. Uh, Could have been a lot worse. Um, I felt like the there were parts of it I found uh, not believable. Um, particularly the, you know, the ship blowing up at the very end. Um, but like, despite that, it was, I, like, I just, I, I was okay with it, I guess. Mm. Um, so I think I'm not surprised this, at yourself. <laughs> I, I mean, I almost am. Cause like, it's, I was, you know, I feel like we had our droid episodes in Clone Wars and I was never a big fan of them. I didn't feel like they worked very well. Mm-hmm. This, I felt mm-hmm. like it, it, it wasn't perfect, but it in general it worked. Um, yeah. 
And for even for an episode that, you know, not a lot happened, like we got some interesting ideas like the listening ship and seeing all the low, uh, the lobots, uh, the cyborgs and stuff like that. Like those are all neat ideas that got established in this episode and could be used again. Mm. Um, so I'm going to use, uh, I'm going to use seven out of 10 Womp Rats, uh, is I think what I'm going to give this episode. And, uh. I, I guess my Womp Rats, uh, I feel like I'm going to pick the obvious one, but that's fine because I'm going first. Uh, so, you know, you, you have to expect that when you're talking about a ship that's run by cyborgs, not, you know, the Empire, generally not big fans of non-humans, but they, they use some of them. And uh, the ship in the engine room is actually crewed by uh, seven cyborg Womp Rats. Mm. Nice. Nice. Very cool. So is that the reason why it blew up? Is because they couldn't handle well, the shocking fact yeah. coming back from our from uh, say, they may Chopper? have they may have been a little surprised. Hera actually transmitted footage of uh actually all the womp rats that are killed on our show and that just they could they they couldn't handle it and they uh-huh. melted the reactor down. So uh you know, William, as you know, when you're programming or, you know, dealing with computer stuff, if uh there's always that bug that's oh I didn't I did not expect that little random edge case to happen and when that happens you get womp rats to go crazy and blow things up so wow there you go okay nice nice uh, I'll I'll go next um, go ahead yeah I, I I again I enjoyed this episode it was it's it's a little weird but a good weird um, it's and I and I really enjoyed the whole concept of the the listeners uh, and the fact that they were able to use surveillance to. To, you know, to, to figure out who Chopper was, take him over with the fact that we got so much of the episode through Chopper's eyes after seeing it, you know, that viewpoint in uh, Rebels Recon and, and all that good stuff. Mm. So, um, I, uh, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think it was a good, fun episode and I am looking for forward to, um, uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of Chopper and AP5 in the future. I, I think you know he AP5 has definitely become a, a larger and larger portion of the cast. I was not expecting him to be such a big character when he joined. Yeah, and uh, he's oh, like well, I think I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah, and even in like the the the, the preview for season four, right? He's right there with the rest of the cast. So, um, it was it was fun and. Again, I I love the whole concept of the the, the Imperial Listener. So I'm going to give this seven and a half Womp Rats out of ten. And um, my Womp Rats are all going to go bug wedge in the refresher. Because wedge just <laughs> oh, can't get a break. Mean. That is cruel. Cannot get a break. Oh, that is cruel. Okay. Um, I'm going to give... See, the sad thing is, since I wasn't here yesterday, I'm thinking about, hmm, that's what I did for... <laughs> I feel like with this episode, I need to give this a higher rating than what I gave em- Emperor's End or Empire's End. So I want to go back and revise that, but I can't. So yeah, it's too late for that, Tom. I know it's You're too stuck late with now. it forever. I know that's pretty sad. Um, it is I, now part of all the Imperial Record machines. Okay, I want to give Emperor's End a six point five because I'm giving this one a seven. I think this this actually was a better episode than Empire's End. Um, I enjoyed this episode, honestly. Uh, I, I liked, yes, I agree. In some cases, AP five talked a little too much, but I really like the, the, uh, interaction between chopper and AP five, because it is kind of like a different interaction from C3PO and R2. 
and the sick I like version how, of C-3PO and R2. It, it is, but think of it this way. We could have gotten almost the exact same thing in Rebels if they, if they wanted to, to where you had True. basically the same kind of thing. And in this case, it's nice because they separated basically two pairs of droids into two pairs of different, you know, different attitudes. And it works very well. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed the episode. I love the idea of these list of the listing posts within the ships. It would be interesting to see if they bring that back again, because it is a concept that would be great to see again, um, to see maybe a little bit more beefed up and be able to handle a spike from a droid from so many light years away um, and not blow up. So I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a solid episode. I'm giving this a seven. I am taking my seven Womp Rats. Um, and I think, oh God, I, I, yeah, what am I going to do with them? Um, you know what? I'm going to be nice by seven Womp Rats. I'm going to give him to Jar Jar and let him let them be again to add on to the ones from yesterday that he can actually use as his roommates in therapy Womp Rats. <laughs> but I'm going to make sure that they have the little Lobot things on their heads that one of the um, uh, information guys can keep an eye on Jar Jar and every once in a while torment him through a Womp Rat. So, nice. I don't know. That was bad. No, it's perfect. I think it works. But next week, next week's episode, this is going to be a big one. Yeah, this is the one you've all been waiting for. It's going to be the rematch that everybody's going to be putting. Well, I can't say that because we're not a betting team. Um, So, coming up next week, it's going to be Rebel Season 3, Episode 20, Twin Sons. And this is going to be, this is going to be the good one. Synopsis has reacting to a vision of Maul, Ezra defies Hera and Kanan to travel to a remote planet in hopes of stopping the former Sith Lord from carrying out his plans. Yes. There's a trailer. Very... There we go. There is. It's it's gonna be the big one. It's gonna be huge. It's uh it's it's the episode. To, I feel a watch. ten coming on. <laughs> I, I feel a ten point five. I can hope. Yeah. Yeah, we, well, we will see. Th- for Sam Witwer, yeah, I mean, if we take a look at that trailer. Uh, Sam, it, th- this is this is going to be any, any speculation, any any ideas? What's going to happen in this one? Obviously, the confrontation between Old Ben and 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 Maul. But do you think who will win? I think Maul dies. Who, you think so? I think, I think, this is I think we're done with Maul. I think so. Hmm. This is the moment Maul has been waiting for since Clone Wars. Yep. And and I I I hope. And this is what I want to see. I hope the battle does not last five seconds. I <laughs> want to see. No, oh, I want to see. I thought you were saying case, you wanted Ogun to cut him down. Just don't. No, what, do you, what do you mean? No, what do you mean? Can you explain no, more, Tom? I want. I want to see a lightsaber battle. I don't want it to last five seconds. I want it to be a. Why battle. do you say? I, yeah. Oh, I. Okay. I want this. I want this to basically be along the lines of. Kenobi and Anakin type lightsaber battle. Mm. I just don't I mean, want Obi-Wan's it to be. Older. What about Ahsoka and Vader? Would that satisfy? That would satisfy, but I just, I just don't want it to be a quick slice. You're done in half, and this time not going to be half. He's got to go quartered. He's got to yeah. go half and then half again. Oh, I mean, he ain't coming <laughs> back from this one. <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he's not uh, coming back from this one. You know what? I think we should end on that note because, Tom, you are an awful person. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So, Tom, you want you want you want to tie in Corderum? I feel like we're absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, we'll find out next week on Ion Cannon. Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. Visit our website, ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon Podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on this show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2016.